0: Tim Cook is sad you're not using his streaming music service on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joined today by the incomparable Dylan Lewis. And today we're doing a follow up on our uh, show about a month ago? Yeah, just about a month ago. About a month ago, yeah. On um, Apple's new music service, which is, of course, designed to compete with YouTube, uh, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dylan, how's it going?
1: It's going all right. Uh, so, one of the prompts for this was, earlier this week, um, Eddie Q, Apple executive, had an interview with USA Today in which he mentioned that Apple Music currently has about 11 million subscribers. That's it? Yeah. Wow. And uh, just How many iPhones did they sell last quarter? Like, 50 million? <laughs> like, yeah, what's going on uh, here? They, they sold, what, about four and a half times that in iPhones? <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, and of that 11 million, uh, 2 million are on that family plan. And so just as a refresher for folks, um, the first three months of Apple Music is a free trial period. Apple is paying out royalties to the artists. Right. This is hotly debated for a while, but the people using the services don't need to be paying for it. Wow. And the price points right now for the individual account uh $10.99 $9. in line with most of the other major streaming right. services and they have the family plan which is 14.99.
0: Why aren't people
1: are they just setting their ways? Like what do you think is going on? Yeah, I think uh I think this is largely a product of user experience. Um and it has been absolutely panned by some of the major tech outlets.
0: Oh, just not it's not Functional,
1: yeah. So, um, The Verge said Apple Music is messy, slow to load, complicated setup, and missing some social features. Apple has created a music service that is both overwhelming and sparse at the same time. Uh, wow. <laughs> not to be outdone, uh, Mashable said Apple Music, the uh, Apple Music review titled Last uh, Loud, Fast, and Out of Control. Um, I'm scrolling it, ahead here. <laughs> what the Loop says
0: is even better. Yeah, that's um, gold. Go their, their
1: headline: Apple Music is a nightmare, and I'm done with it. And uh, oh my god! <laughs> and, and, the, and the Loop elaborated: I love Apple. I love them because they take difficult problems and come up with innovative, simple solutions. The things they make just work, and we trust them.
0: Unfortunately, my experience with Apple Music has been exactly the opposite. Had you told me this um, that this would happen a month ago, I just there's no way that Apple's capable of making that bad of a user experience. They invented the scroll thingy on the iPad. They yeah. pushed forward the uh, uh, touchscreen cell phones. Like wh- this is staggering. Yeah, and this
1: is a firm that specializes in simplifying simplifying and just streamlining the user experience. Making it so that wow. your grandmother can use right. devices that would kind of be inaccessible to her. So it is surprising. Yeah, to my grandmother's not on Apple Music. <laughs> no, she's uh. not one of the eleven million. <laughs> um, and so one of the big selling points with Apple Music is that it's an integrative product. So right. if you have an iTunes account, you aren't losing that music library and having to rebuild that from scratch like you would if you transitioned over to Spotify or something like that. Right. You know, you're able to import that and then build on it with the streaming service. Um, so, the problems with that is the system seems to be very conscious of avoiding duplicates. And okay. so, normally, that's a good thing. Like, if you don't want two of the exact same file. Right. But I think what a lot of users are finding is that uh, if you have the studio album and then a greatest hits, you're only having one of them show yeah, up. Yeah, and I love my acoustic version. Yeah, and it's a problem, mm-hmm. I think, because if people, want, I mean, if people want both, if they have both, they want both. Yeah, you know, like if you're listening through the greatest hits album, you want to be able to listen to all of it. You don't want to have this patchy experience. Um, so, what's up with the ad button here? Yeah, and so there's this override ad button that they've built in, so you, know, you, you can, if you have a
0: duplicate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and
1: um, I, I've read, I don't know if this is something they've patched recently, but in some of the early reviews from the first couple weeks, that this was something that just wasn't working, or you know, it was kind of like just like giving you that pinwheel like right effect. Um, some of the other stuff I've seen, there have been some problems with syncing across devices. So um, between like your Mac and your what's iPhone. showing up on your iPhone, what yeah. showing up on your iPad is different. Um, and some metadata and album art issues. And you know the people that are uh, audiophiles that have these like very tailored playlists, or are you know like I'm someone that is absolutely beholden to my play counts, uh-huh. and like I love having that data to know like what I've been listening to, and you know over the last. Ten years, like what my most played really like two songs are, way too much. Yeah, you I think have so. A disease? And <laughs> it's, and that's I think that's a problem because people are so attached to that, and they've been part of the iTunes right uh, platform for such a long time that it's it's weird for it not to be working the way they're expecting it to, especially because it's coming from the same
0: provider. Right. Um, Is there anything good going on with us? <laughs> what's the for you? Like I don't yeah. even know what.
1: The, so okay. so people do seem absolutely gaga over the for you recommendation engine, and so um, Lady Gaga's in on this. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, A couple big names. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to let that one go. Um, so, it's like this very discovery-focused, kind of improve-as-you-use-the-service recommendation service that they're offering. And it's kind of like, all right, you enjoyed Calvin Harris. You okay. probably also like this DJ. Now, YouTube's pretty darn good with that, though. So did, was good. Are they
0: trying to replicate that, or what?
1: I think it's more along the lines of what you're seeing with Pandora, with okay. these like, very User specific taste based um, stations or playlists or recommendations that are highly curated and uh, lend themselves very well to discovering new artists and, you know, kind of new things to listen to. Um, I think one of the other big things that uh, people seem to really enjoy uh, is the new section, which is like kind of this editorialized page um, and less algorithm based. I think they're relying a little bit more on some of their music editors for that. Um, and
0: they're just putting the latest Lady Gaga song on there. <laughs> that...
1: Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of the same thing where like, you have the smashing releases that you'd expect from the major pop stars, but there are also these um, kind of tailored things that are a little bit more discovery oriented and kind of giving people something fresh and something new. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And so you look at this blend of positives and negatives, and uh, you see that 11 million number. And just for context, uh, Spotify has 20 million paid subscribers. And roughly seventy-five million active users,
0: and they don't have near the embedded use that our civilization has of iTunes and iPhones. Right. So uh, So I think last count,
1: last count I saw was about eight hundred million installed iTunes users. Good God! And so you look at that eleven million. Wait, what
0: is that? Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's a low yield divided by eight hundred, (laughs) right? Yeah. Is that where we are? yeah, one point three percent. Yeah, cool. it's not a high conversion base. Yeah, um, good. And
1: so, you know, granted, it's early, um, and anytime you roll out a new platform, there are going to be some bugs. This might be something that we see switch up a little bit in the coming months. But uh, it seems like they have to fix some major issues. And I think when you roll something out, you want it to be as
0: seamless an experience as possible because that first impression can be really damning. Yeah, this is why you don't use the first version of anything. Anyway, uh, before we move on, I want to make our listeners aware of a very special offer for all industry-focused listeners. If you have found this discussion informative and you're looking for more foolish stock ideas, Stock Advisor may be the service for you. It is our flagship newsletter started more than 10 years ago by Motley Fool co-founders Tom and David Gardner. We're offering the lowest price out there for all of our industry-focused listeners. It is $129 for a two-year subscription to Stock Advisor. You'll get two stock recommendations every single month with insight from our team of analysts. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this deal. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. And uh, now we're going to be talking about uh, how does Apple Music subscriber base stack up to expectations? Was right. Apple vocal with what they thought? They would see in terms of ad, uh, adoption and everything.
1: No, I, I think they were pretty mum about it. Um, yeah, I didn't see much coming out. Meeting internal <laughs> <laughs> expectations again. Right. Yes. This, <laughs> this vague, nebulous internal <laughs> <laughs> expectations. We're pretty happy. It's meeting our. <laughs> yeah. Right. <like>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Apple Watch. Right? Yeah. Um, So I think one of the beauties of doing the podcast and you know checking in on the industry repeatedly is that we get to kind of set out our own expectations and then adjust accordingly. But Dylan, what did you say? (laughs) What happened a month ago? And so, unfortunately, I think I kind of have to eat my hat a little bit on this. Um, I mean, the timetable's short, and I'm going to say that that it's a long game, and maybe these numbers will pan out. But uh, when we talked about Apple Music a little bit, uh, maybe about a month ago. I said, you know, okay, so in, iTunes has an installed base of about 800 million users as of 2014. Maybe Apple converts 5 to 10% into Which Apple Music subscribers. Maybe.
0: Sounds reasonable. It's not crazy.
1: Yeah, especially because it's such a it's a company, it's a brand and a platform that is so so reliant on the ecosystem and the, this experience that people are very
0: entrenched in, so it, it makes sense that it would just carry right over. Well, then the, I have the an iPhone, line. and then you know I updated to the new iOS, and then it had the new fancy it's, Apple. The, it's like the, the, the logo, Apple Watch. It's pops, like the it's pretty like, yeah. pink blue logo and everything. They, and, they build everything right in. You yeah, know? and so I, I would have assumed that that would have gotten five percent of the people. so yeah. And so I, I think it's definitely
1: disappointing to see that. They only have 11 million people signed up right now for what is a free version, especially when you consider that uh, their platform, the pre-existing platform, uh, the legacy one, iTunes was huge, and Spotify has twice that, and people are paying. People are paying uh, to use that.
0: You know, is it possible that Apple's just late to the game with this, and they should have done this four years ago? Maybe. Yeah, I
1: think that's a great point. Um, you know, if you're a Spotify user. You're not going to convert right. over to Apple Music, I don't think. You know, like,
0: they were they were the trailblazer with the iPod. Like I remember when my sister got that in like I don't know 2001 or something. I mean, it, it was a big honking thing. It was a brick, but I mean, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we got tons of options to listen to music now.
1: Yeah, and I think something we've touched upon in the past is that with all of the major streaming services, um, kind of anchoring to this ten dollars a month option. It kind of commoditizes music a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, it becomes who has the best offering in terms of platform and functionality. And if you're running into a bunch of issues with the system, it doesn't really bode
0: well no. for the for the long life of your platform. Um, so but- what's going on with this IFPI, International Federation of the Phonographic Industry, which Thomas Edison invented, started? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a non-profit. <laughs> <front of> <laughs> <laughs> you can
1: tell how long they've been around, right? Um, but it's a, it's a non-profit, they're based out of Switzerland, um, and they represent the interests of the recording industry. Um, they have some data that uh, the number of paying subscribers uh, to streaming services for music rose to 41 million in 2014, and that was up from 8 million in 2010. And so,
0: if you. So paying subscribers. So Apple has a quarter of that?
1: Already? Well,
0: so I mean, like that is okay. last year's number. Okay. You so know, sold so, and given yeah. the growth, you know, who knows? Exactly.
1: And so uh, that's good for a uh, compound annual growth rate of 50%, which is, I mean, that's. that's right. Flying. That's red hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you want to forecast that out for 2015, maybe we hit around 60 million, something like that. I think that sounds pretty reasonable. But you can't take that 11 million and say, okay, Apple has. You right. know, what, like a 14% share? really, there's a bunch of overlay. Well, and also, that 11 million, they're not paid subscribers. They're oh, people that are using the free trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, ideally Apple gets to the point where they transition those folks into paid subscribers, but right. you have, I have no idea what the yield's going to be. So, we won't really know until
0: September at the earliest because this right. came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, so, that's really what we have to watch for. Um, and, you know, I'll say I was definitely a little disappointed, especially because it's a free offering. You'd think right. that people would hop on the trial. Um, yeah, I didn't. I don't know why. I'm really busy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you know, I think I'd expected to see something around like 40 million uh, paying subscribers within a year, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that they're going to be close to being on track for that. Um, you know, if they really write the ship, then maybe. Um, and, this is such a tough
0: egg to crack yeah, Jay Z, his startup isn't doing well either. Yeah, it's I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I, I definitely, I think maybe was guilty of overestimating the pull of Apple and you know the the notion that they would revolutionize the space I think they're just another player in it um, but it, it'll be interesting to watch I mean all in all this wasn't something that was going to be super uh, super additive to their top or bottom line right. just because of the scale isn't there yet um, but it you know it's something that's Definitely worth checking in on for us in a couple months. Cool.
0: Well, thanks for your thoughts, Dylan. Always a pleasure, Sean. Have a good one. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus@fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus@fool.com. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!